another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. And yes, it's that time of the week when you get together with your two favorite blondes, one on the Northern Hemisphere, one in the Southern Hemisphere, where it is in Johannesburg. Rather rainy, well, not even rainy, it's spitty. And I'm just waiting for the rain. I think most South Africans are waiting for the rain at the moment because then we can, it heralds the beginning of spring. I'm Eleni Walker and on the other side of the line and looking absolutely fabulous, of course, is Jenny Baxter in Antibes in France. How are things over your neck of the woods? How's it, Mal? Things are really, really good because it's sunny outside. We have a South African in the house. Matt, who's working on the boats, and we have another South African arriving today to look for work on the boats because, you know, Antibes is one of the main places for the seafarers. Yes. So uh, it's very exciting having all the lacquer accents around. But remember, you're also a South African, so there's always a South African in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank you. I can't talk to myself, though. Well, yeah, I suppose nice to hear the accents again if you're not used to it. Yeah. It's a lacquer, Rexe. Yeah, brew. Yeah, brew. You got some brews in the house. Up and down. (laughs) Right. Okay. So talking about brews, well, then I'm can't really call them brews. All of the, the lovely Paralympians, of course, came home heroes in most people's eyes here in South Africa. What did you make of that whole thing about South Africa doing fairly well at the Paralympics? Yeah, I think it was seven medals in the end. Mm. Oh, I just The heroes welcome. Every time I watch it, you know, at OR Tambo Airport, I just start crying. It's really, really uplifting. And it was wonderful to see the pride with which they were welcomed back. And really nice to see Ntando Matlangu you know, he won two gold medals. Yeah. How he described just how wonderful it was that that they really became close while they were in Tokyo and that they really were doing it for their nation. He said it was no longer about himself. And then he was like really sweet and he said, you know, apparently you jump very far when you're doing it for your nation because <laughs> uh, he broke that world record. So, so that was really nice. And he said he hopes that he's brought some Ubuntu home to SA as well. Mm. So I love that. Yeah, really, really good. And we're also excited today because um, we just found out that a South African expat has, well, she left South Africa when she was seven, but she still has her roots and her mum is obviously still from South Africa. She has just become the first black Miss Island um, you are joking seriously yes so she's made history so they're all excited in ireland and she is amazing she lived for 10 years in uh, i think it's called direct provision and it's kind of like where asylum seekers live in ireland mm-hmm. and she lived there for 10 years and she's now raising a lot of awareness about just how bad it is you know the conditions are not inspiring Yet what for the asylum sh- seekers in, yes. in ireland yeah Exactly, exactly. So, so she's hopefully going to change it up. And she, she worked really hard and, and, you know, she's now a medical scientist. And her mum, of course, is the one who saved and saved for her to better her life. Mm. So it's, it's another feel good and, and well done to Pamela Uber, making South Africa and Ireland proud. That is great. I mean, I miss Ireland. I mean, I lived there for a year and I, I really loved it. So here's a big shout out to all of the, the, the expats who may be listening in from Ireland itself. And because well, you used to live in Rathgar in Dublin. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you, you have you come back and I came back and of course I live at a 32 turd. And I'd say that when I got back and people would say, 
what what there's no turd street <laughs> but no i i miss ireland dreadfully so i mean that that is quite a turn up for the books um i i really like that story that's fantastic uh what news have you got for expats who are listening in well of course the reminder to everybody on the gold coast that you have this amazing opportunity to watch the springboks play against the wallabies on sunday go boka um, <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely holding thumbs there. And then also, you know, there are a lot of scatterlings of Africa who um, who love Johnny Clegg, mm. as, as did you and I. His memoir is coming out at the end of the month. It's called Scatterling of Africa, and it's about his early years. Mm. So, so for the expats, look out for that. And actually for the people back home, his son Jesse announced on Facebook that on the 29th of September, they're having this really intimate evening with the family, mm. 50 people if you buy your tickets in time can attend and you know you'll obviously get the book and you'll get a three-course dinner and you'll get to chat with Johnny Clegg's family oh man and Jesse's music is just so fantastic as well I mean I, I really like every time the song comes on I'm just like wow this song is so cool and I remember oh hang on that's Jesse's first time I saw Johnny Clegg actually I never saw him in South Africa I used to walk around in England in 83 with my Walkman with the headphones on, listening to Scatlings of Africa on, mm. on my tape. And I went across to Amsterdam on a night boat, you know, you're on the ferry. And we said to the people who owned the place, this little, um, what do you call them, a youth hostel, yeah. like, what's happening in, in Amsterdam this weekend? And he said, oh, no, the, at the, the Malkweg, the big, this big kind of music venue. Oh, there's this dude from South Africa who's playing, and his name is Johnny Clegg. And um, went to the show, the first time I'd seen him in concert, and went backstage afterwards. And he remembered that many years later when I interviewed him again. I mean, he was just one of my favorite, favorite people ever. And my children loved him, and his last concert that he did, they went to go and see it as well. They were just so excited. It was oh, oh, man, that man was just the best person ever. Really. I remember your last interview with him. I interviewed him a few times too, but I always have this blot in my memory that I wish I didn't have, which was that the one time we were at his house and he was in a little bit of a bad mood with somebody else in the house. And I kind of wish it hadn't happened. You know, you know when yeah. you want to, but, but everybody's human and I suppose it was good to see you always like to only write the good stuff. And I only did write the good stuff. But actually, we're all a range of emotions and we all get annoyed with things. So yeah. he was human. Like, yeah. like us But too. I also saw him. Yeah, <laughs> getting annoyed but, um, when people move things in supermarkets. Don't do that. Just leave them where they are. We're in a hurry. We need to go and shop. Don't do this stuff, okay? We, we don't like change. Oh, <laughs> no. but, but I yeah. do have to say, just in... in uh, you know, Johnny Clegg, when I was at university, gave us such hope. So I did watch him mm. in South Africa, at uni, at oh, in Joburg, at the stadiums, and in Australia. And, um, you know, he, he gave us hope that South Africa could change. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait for his memoir. Yeah, and go out and buy Jesse's music as well. It really is worth it. I mean, it's, it's kind of more rocky, but oh my gosh, it's good. Okay, so what have we got? I mean, I've been following, I'm sure you know, I'm a, a huge fan of Lewis Pugh. Oh. who I think is a complete lunatic. <laughs> and his swim, I mean, all of these swims that he does, I'm just like, are you completely mad? What is wrong with you? So he's now finished his swim, hasn't he? Yes, it took 12 days. He's calling it the coldest swim on earth mm. because obviously he was he was swimming uh, amongst... Um, Icebergs. What are those... 
Yes. In the ice flows. No, he's mad. Yeah, really insane. So it was the Greenland ice sheet he saw it melting. He actually, because whatever happens there in the Arctic mm. is what will next affect the rest of the planet. Mm. And he said, you know, we have a very small window to act. So he really hopes the 7.8 kilometer grueling swim that he did will raise the awareness for politicians and people to put pressure on politicians mm. to solve the climate crisis. Yeah. So absolutely amazing. But you know, you know what I love is that there's somebody who's doing something so smart, so deep, so meaningful, so so saving the planet. Yeah. You know, and yet he's still human too. You know, hugging a dog at the end of every swim sort of just made him feel so good. Eating his omelet and fruit in the morning before his swim. You know. Just like us. Yeah, he's just the same as us, except he's just a bit mad. Yeah. Well, we're also a bit mad, but not like that. Uh, and, and he also but, said another good thing that, you know, I always, whenever I interview people, I love, I love picking up little tips to improve my life. Mm. <laughs> I don't think I've improved it much. But um, his tip is, you know, for him to get into that water, which was so, so icy mm. cold, he said, you have to only have one reason. So, you know, instead of thinking I'm doing something for and listing a whole lot of reasons, mm. you must always just pick one. one. So each time you do something, it could be a different reason, mm. but there must only be one reason that you focus on. Today I'm doing That's this actually not for- a bad idea. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. I'm glad that he's doing things for the environment. I'm still very annoyed about the, the South African government not signing the plastic accord thing. Um, oh, no. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll work on that ourselves anyway. All right, so news-wise, news, news wise, apart from, of course, the, the Boca going to be playing this weekend, what else have we got in the way of news uh, for sports? A.B. de Villiers is, is back in India, and the fans there are all very excited. Yeah. Um, here in oh, – yeah, I'm in France. For you in South Africa, <laughs> um, really exciting. Bafana Bafana beat Ghana 1-0. you joking. They actually won. Yeah, and they weren't expected wow. to win. So, so that was fantastic. And that means that they, you know, go further towards qualifying for the FIFA 2022 Qatar World Cup. Um, I think their next match is in October in Ethiopia. And the sports minister has said, please, can South Africa really get behind them and get vaccinated? Because by being vaccinated, you can go to the stadium to watch the match and they need people in seats to cheer them Mm. on. That's not a bad idea. Yes. Okay. And then, of course, um, Lloyd Harris got through to the quarterfinals at the US Open. Oh, wasn't that amazing? He, uh, uh, what I loved was when the U.S. Open said, his name is Lloyd. <laughs> they announced on Twitter it was just his name is Lloyd, meaning he really is one to watch. Mm. So, so he's through to the quarterfinals, his first time in a major to have got this far. He's in, in the history of the U.S. Open. He's only the third unseeded player to ever get wow. this far. It's just amazing. You know, I watched him in Australia last year and he, you know, what he's accomplished in the last year and a half has just been incredible. Mm, he mm. is South Africa's number one now. Shame Kevin got knocked out. Kevin Anderson got knocked out last week. I don't know if you saw, it was, it was during the tropical storm Ida. Mm-hmm. So, so the rain was coming in the side of the, of the roof of the stadium. And finally they had to, you know, the play kept getting stopped and finally they had to move and 
Yep, Kevin Kevin lost in Shame the end. But, um, but Loy's doing so well, and today he's playing number four, uh, Alexander Zverev from Germany. Mm-hmm. So I hope he wins, but even if he doesn't, well done he to him. is still – sure. Yeah, and and he has a huge career ahead of him, flying the flag high for South Africa. And there are so many expats in the in the audience in New York. So go and cheer him on. Thank you today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, let's get away from sport and get onto stuff that I like. Of course, that would be out in the environment and enjoying the outdoors, which we're hopefully going to be able to do for a while, because we, we we're hearing rumours of a level two lockdown coming, which means that things will ease up a little bit. And then, of course, just in time for the fourth wave, I would. Imagine. <laughs> um, but um, I'm very glad to hear that uh, the rhino poachers um, got given 105 years sentence at this Kukuza courts. Yes. Thank goodness. So that was three poachers. Oh, no. Yeah, three poachers. You know what? You know what was so sweet is the magistrate mm-hmm. um, actually really chided the main guy. So the main guy was a 58-year-old South African, mm-hmm. and the other two were much younger foreign nationals. And the magistrate chastised him and said, "You know, you need to sort of grow up and be responsible, and you are influencing the youth, and you're influencing your own community as mm-hmm. well." Mm-hmm. And gave him a whole lecture. And, uh, yeah, they had killed, I mean, who knows how many people they had killed, but they had killed at least three. Mm. Uh, uh, sorry, not people, rhino. They had killed <laughs> three rhino on the day that they were were found. Yeah, no, it's got to stop at some stage. Yeah. I'm, I'm very glad that they have been dehorning rhinos around the country as well, so there's no reason for them to take it. Although some people, they, they, they've taken the rhinos out anyway in a fit of peak. Um, but then there's also a, a South Africa, a new national park. Yes, did you hear about that in the Eastern Cape? Yeah, and it's it's being it's being done with sand parks together with WWF, mm-hmm. and they're also I think it's one of the first times they're incorporating the people who are already there. So people who are there can volunteer to have their land included. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is that in this area of the Eastern Cape, it's sort of south of Lesotho, Nordes Neck. Yeah, Nordia's neck. About? Yeah, Nordia's neck. There's there's often a water shortage there. Mm. So with this new national park being declared, uh, there will be a lot of conservation, and it's believed that you know the water supply will now improve. And and talking about the weather and the snow, uh, it'll be like a year-round national park because in summer there's beautiful grasslands and mm. in the winter it gets rather snowy there. So they're hoping to attract a lot of international people. This is a very interesting thing that, I mean, we always sit and talk about um, the biggest, like, amazing, most diverse floral biome in the world, of course, being down the Cape Floristic region, okay? Mm. But our grasslands are actually more under threat than the Feinbos regions. And I'm very much a believer in preserving grasslands as much as possible because it has just as many diverse kind of species, not just in plants, but also in animals and stuff. So the fact that they're they're setting up the grassland area as a national park for me just makes so much sense. It really does. It's amazing, yeah. It's all about We have to direct people in that direction, yeah? Say, right, look after our grasslands, wherever you are in the country. Oh, talking about directing. Yeah. I saw that you'd put up. <laughs> and, and it happens. It's not just the, the insurance guys who are coming out and directing traffic. But I have seen it often where there's been robots. Oh, sorry, traffic lights, for those of you who've forgotten what a robot is. I mean, I think people still think it's very funny in the rest of the world that we call them robots. But anyway, when the robots go out, okay, 
you know what people are like in South Africa. They, I mean, most of the time, you don't even get them stopping at red lights or at stop streets. So you can imagine what a, I'm going to use the word cluster, but not the rest of it. <laughs> it becomes, um, and, and, you know, it, it's so nice to see the guys suddenly, I mean, I want to jump out. I want to park my car and go and direct traffic when this kind of thing happens. So it's lovely to see. I mean, it's a huge intersection, a huge intersection. It, it was and near these guys, Branston, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. in the Santon area. And, uh, I mean, six lanes of traffic coming from either direction. And, and there are these 10 guys who are just like perfectly coordinating, choreographed almost, getting the traffic through. And yeah. apparently not even loudly communicating with each other, but, but managing to still communicate unverbally. Yeah. And, um, and I, I loved uh, Captured in Africa's founder. She, she saw it as well and she remarked on our page how, isn't it amazing that all the motorists actually listen yeah. to these 10 homeless people and, and she said, you know, it's just that everybody's just so relieved that there's a sense of order. <laughs> oh, yeah. It doesn't really matter who's giving the order. Um, you just like that somebody's in charge. But those are the guys who sit there day in, day out and they watch the traffic so they know what the traffic flow is doing so it makes sense for them to do it you're right you're right they're actually quite degreed in how traffic should be at a traffic (laughs) especially since they run into the traffic and they don't get run over so yeah they're actually more skilled than anybody else to do the job no wonder they're so good and yeah and it was lovely to see that just like you say so many other people were were saying the same you know that they witness this every day and you know for us outside of south africa we don't. <laughs> so, no, you don't get to see the fun and games that go on here. Yeah, that's really, really lovely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then another another local good news story is tell me about the test kitchen, please. Well, the test kitchen has won international awards. Mm. You know, it's one of the best restaurants in the world, and it keeps winning for South Africa often. And you know, whenever everybody goes to Cape Town to film their movies or to do political conferences, they always dine out at the test kitchen. And the chef, who's won millions of awards, Luke Dale Roberts, has been doing some pop-up restaurants in Johannesburg and has now announced that he's actually going to get a permanent restaurant in Rosebank, actually, near to you. Mm -hmm. It's called the Short Market Club. It's already a hugely popular in Cape Town. I think it opened there in 2016. So now Joburg will be getting its own in October and people who who'd frequently go down to Cape Town are really excited about it. It's great quality food, great atmosphere, and it'll be indoors and outdoors. So um, it'll be fine in the pandemic. Fantastic. Okay. That yeah. sounds like a good thing. Right. Now, entertainment. I know you talk about carte blanche every now and then, and, <clears throat> and I don't watch it. Um, I, know, <laughs> I haven't watched it for years, I'm afraid. There is such a, I just thought for expats, um, who can stream carte blanche on Showmax International, there is such a feel-good this week to, to show you a glimpse of South African medical professionals. Mm. There was this young boy, he was eight at the time, uh, while he was in hospital, he turned nine, in Zimbabwe, asleep and... Got attacked uh, by a hyena, and, yeah. Yes, and took off his nose and part of his mouth. And the South Africans have just taken him in. They have all volunteered, mm. uh, fixing all various aspects of his face, etc., etc. And this was featured on Carte Blanche this week and is now streaming. And it's a beautiful story of, 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 a, of a young boy who's now 
showing that you know you can overcome anything Fantastic. with with a team you know with with support it's it's so much about the support and then for people who love money heist uh, in you spanish know, I, I, Papa. I watched the first no? two seasons and season three came along and i was like I ain't got time for this. And I saw that Viv for Mark, that mad person that used to be on Going Nowhere Slowly on TV. Yes. She put it up and said, you know, she's now watching the latest season. And, you know, she's saying, you know, maybe you should. But most people couldn't get past the third season, which was The third was really bad. But mm. then it gets better again. So, okay. so you can actually skip it all together. And, and I think it's one that, you know, the younger generation loves mm. um, it's 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 great to hear the Spanish. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that's on Netflix. And then I absolutely, my favorite show of the whole year, The White Lotus, which is on I Showmax. I took your advice, which you, you said to me, because I was saying, what should I watch? And you said, watch The White Lotus. Oh, my goodness. What did you I think? Thoroughly, I binge watched it in a day. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I would seriously suggest to anybody, if you want to watch something which is just... Weird. It just picks all the boxes. Yeah. Though. The the cinematography, the the acting, the close-ups on the faces, the dialogue. I, I I just I wish I wish there were more TV series like that. Yeah. For me, it's it's the best of the year. It, it kind of took me back to the days of remember when oh man with Kyle MacLachlan, what is it called? Oh Twin yes, Peaks. Twin Peaks. Remember when Twin Peaks yes. first came out and it was and with that sort of the music, edgy, a bit weird. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love the music. The music is kind of like that breathless. Oh, yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's but so that, good. what I loved about Twin Peaks, going back, the original, not the one that they remade it, the original one with the the music that would come in for each person, like you know the specific music for each person. So I got yes. that kind of vibe with um, the, the White Lotus as do, well. Do you know that I was living in London at the time of that, and Kyle MacLachlan actually came over. That is his name. Yes. He was the main guy. Yeah. And he came over to London for interviews, and I had an interview early the next morning with him, um, all excited, all prepared, you know, because I was such a fan. And I got a call late that night to say, um, we're so sorry, but he's just seen that you're from South Africa. Uh. And, and I tried to convince them. It was him and Madonna were the only two people who ever refused for me to do an interview with them. And I tried to convince both of them, but if you do the interview, I can publicize what you're saying. I can get the message to the South mm, Africans, mm. you know, but they just, were blinkered that, you know, yeah. all white South Africans must but it be was racist like and that, that was not true. It was like that in the 80s. I mean, yeah. we, we were living in Ireland and it was with Elemental, the band, and of course it was a case of like, I think at one stage, I don't remember which band it was, that turned around and said, if you insist on having these people on your label, we will leave. And it was like a big rock band. Mm -hmm. And the moment that they heard anybody was from South Africa, they were just so anti, even though we were like, well, we left the country because we want to try and do work out here, which will actually get people to see what is happening back there. Yeah. But anyway, fortunately, hopefully things will you know, stay good. All right, so we're going to have to quickly wrap it up and say, what have you got coming up this coming week on SA People? Um, a lot of news about Global Citizen Live, which is coming up on the 25th of September. And on the way to there, they're doing a sub-campaign before the 18th of September. It's called Global Citizen Live's Road to One Million. It's for South African school children. Mm. So the rest of the world is, is asking companies, philanthropists, 
to please donate, to please support one million South African children mm. who have been left behind because of the pandemic and they did not have computers at home. Their education has fallen behind. Mm. So it is amazing to see of all the problems in the world that, that they are focusing on South Africa's children. Okay. Well, talking about children, I know that uh, my kids have just finished their prelims. And I think they're quite happy about that. So matrix <laughs> can get a bit of a, a relax now. And, and by the way, I have to bring this up because it was quite interesting. What is it that you found on the Google when you went in, uh, onto your Google? <laughs> what do you call those things? The oh statistics? Yeah. At the, <laughs> every month, Google sends us like an update yeah. on, on which of our search, which searches brought up SA people the most. Mm-hmm. And there in the list was... Melanie Walker, South Africa, husband. Okay, don't have so, one of those. So there are, <laughs> there are a lot of men who are, are trying to find out if you have a husband or not. Well, <laughs> here we go. Straight away, neither Jenny nor I have a husband. Okay, <laughs> we are both single and ready to mingle, as they would say. Well, you know. <laughs> Well, you know, if you can handle the fact that we have teenage daughters and things as well, and you can deal with twins, that's 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 part of the the package, unfortunately. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny when you sent that through. All right, so people, don't forget, of course, um, if you want to see more of what we've been speaking about, you can get along to sapeople.com or us pop onto the Facebook page, go and post your pictures as well. We'd love to see what you've been doing in your part of the world, whether it's here in South Africa or somewhere abroad. We are always, you know, open to finding out what SA people, the Safars are doing. Safricans. Yeah, it's more lekker, ne? Ek praat mos nou baie, baie goed Afrikaans met my kinders, want hulle kan nie Afrikaans praat nie. And ek sien Jenny... Don't they do it at school? Yes, they do. Hulle but they don't use don't need baby me. <laughs> Here she goes. Hulle doen a baby school, maar hulle Afrikaans is baie swak. Nee. Ek weet nie hoe kom nie. So is yours. Hey, yes, like, hey, bro. It's lekker zef. Anyway, okay, so we'll catch up again with you next week. Everybody else, please take good care out there. Okay, be kind to other people, be kind to yourselves, and above all, stay safe and visit our pages. We'll chat to you again soon. Thanks, Jen. Bye-bye. Thanks, Melanie. Lots of love. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.